Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Explore the Extraordinary podcast. My name is Betty Guadagno. Today, I am joined by Caroline. Caroline had a profound near-death experience. She has an amazing story to tell. So I just want to pass it right over to Caroline and get right into it. Welcome, Caroline. Thank you, Betty. Um, Hi, I'm Caroline. And uh, I'm going to tell you about uh, my near-death experience that happened in April 2016. Um, I was a middle school teacher for 15 years leading into this, and I taught middle school kids, and my whole purpose in life had been around, since I was a little girl, I will, I just knew I was going to work with kids and teach them. I studied my teachers in elementary school and had learned disabilities. I was just, that was like my whole life's purpose, um, and I loved teaching, and I did that, and then in 2015, I, in the end of the school year, I started having um, weird brain symptoms and uh, I was losing my memory. I couldn't see visually. I was a very visual person and I couldn't remember things visually. And I went to some doctors and they couldn't quite figure out what was going on. It just kept getting worse. And um, they finally told me in, uh, uh, in, in, what was that? In about January that I had um, uh, 2016, that I had early onset uh, dementia Alzheimer's and there was nothing that they could do for me. <laughs> and this is after also having, I had to have a heart surgery in December right before that I had, I mean, it's the weirdest symptoms, just one after the other, um, came on so fast and I really lost my memory almost completely. Um, and, uh, and then I'm just going to give you the overview of like kind of what happened time-wise, a quicker view of it. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I was like, there was part of me inside that knew this wasn't right. This was, I'm 32 years old and I'm being diagnosed with early onset dementia, Alzheimer's, and there's nothing they can do. And, um, it didn't fit. It didn't make sense to me. And I knew there was something more there going on. Um, and then uh, a month and a half later, I ended up having a stroke, um, uh, and ending up in the hospital and then had the near death. And then I was told by a doctor, I should get checked for Lyme disease quietly. And don't, don't put in the record, go get checked. Cause we're not allowed to check that. And I ended up having Lyme, but so let me go. So, so I went through a whole process of, um, being a teacher, uh, being really able to do things to just collapse. And one of the gifts that I got from the collapse part was when you lose your memory, you also lose, um, your remembering the past. And in the past we have, uh, things that create like for shame, uh, the feeling of shame. And then you can't keep track of what's in the future and you lose fear. So I got this experience for like three months there where I was just in the present moment and shame and fear were gone. And the other thing that happened was leading into it was I started seeing everything as energy. It was a really, um, as my brain unraveled with uh, what was going on before the stroke, everything had frequencies and vibrations and um, wavelengths. And I realized like there was these lessons I was learning as I lost myself. Um, <laughs> that I was like, oh, wow. Like I, I just wrote them down. I can remember them, but I had journals from this time period and I just was writing them down, writing them down, writing them down and, um, uh, trying to find purpose in my day. Cause I couldn't function. I couldn't remember things. So I'd take a dog for a walk and suddenly there'd be just energy everywhere. <laughs> so colors would change anyway. So I ended up with this near death experience. What happened was on uh, April 16th, I was sitting with my husband and we were watching a TV show like we did. And suddenly at 7 p.m., I stood up. I'm like horrible pain in my head um, behind the eyeball. 
area, just horrible. And I was like, Adam, some, you know, my husband, like something's not right. Um, and I need to go to the bathroom right away. Um, so he took me, carried me to the bathroom. I went to the bathroom and when I got up, I couldn't use half my body. And I said stroke and I lost, I got a stutter, couldn't speak. Um, so he got me right to the hospital and they're like, yeah, you're having full blown stroke. Um, so second day I was in the hospital, they went to put me in the MRI machine. (laughs) I didn't feel right. Something was off. I was like, something's not right, but I couldn't speak. My stroke made so I couldn't speak, um, well, and I, uh, went into that MRI machine and, uh, it went silent, like dead silent. Um, and I've been in other, I've had MRIs in the past. This wasn't like a new experience. Like I, I like MRI machines. They're not scary or anything, but <laughs> I was suddenly just leaving my body. I was being, um, so stretched out, like, like a stretch Armstrong doll. Just, I could see my feet way down below and I was being stretched, stretched, stretched and I was leaving earth. And I just kept saying like, I'm not ready to go. I still have more to do on earth. Like, please, I have more to do. And I kept saying that as I went up and up and up so, so high. It was like a uh, black and kind of dark, but it was like with these energies that were kind of pretty as I went up and there was nothing I could do to like allow myself to go back down. It was out of my control. <laughs> and I thought, what? This isn't, this isn't my plan. Like, no, I'm not ready. And I got to this point and I, it stopped and, um, there were these colors of energy and stuff. And, uh, I was, I was just going, please, I don't want to go. And, um, it's weird when you're, when I was in that time zone, there isn't a sense of time. So you get these, I get, I got these downloads all at once. And it's so much information in this second or whatever it is, you know, but it was, uh, uh, a couple things happened. I heard a voice say, no, you're not like, cause I kept saying, I'm not ready to leave her. No, you're not. And I looked down at my feet way, 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 way down in the MRI machine. Like these little, saw these hands, these big hands grab my ankle. And I, it looked like one of my mentors on earth. Like it looked like his face. That's what it, and he's like, no, you're not. And I was like, okay. And then he went to whip me down, back down into my body, right as that was going on. I was up here and there was this moment of exchange and they peeled off like a layer of my, my, like a whole, um, it looked like my body, but they peeled it from the feet up. And I was holding on to that, like right here, I was holding on to this version of myself. And I was like, I don't want to let go. And it was blue. It was a blue version of myself. And, um, uh, and so they wouldn't let me take that with me. Once I let go of that, <laughs> it went, and that was a big piece of me. And I got sent back down. I got whipped back down into my body really fast. Um, and when I hit my body, went back into my body in the MRI machine, the entire machine spazzed out, shut down, and the MRI tech came out and like it went dark. Like it was completely, completely malfunctioned. And she's like, I don't know what just happened. You were completely still for like 10 minutes. And so I've never had the machine turn off like this. She's talking to me. I couldn't reply because of the stutter. Um, and I was like, I know what happened. I just fell back into my body, but, um, uh, uh, but let me go back. So because of the time factor, there were so many downloads that were coming to me. I got all these messages in that short interaction that being thrown back down in my body as I'm coming down, I heard and saw in pictures, I had a new purpose and what I was going to be doing now. Um, and it was, I was, uh, I was told like, or shown that my purpose was around health, healing, medical, like to help people and our culture be able to 
uh, become more compassionate about it and also more awake and aware and hear what people need to get better from like Lyme, chronic illness, those kind of things. It was a whole picture download. So I knew that that, and I didn't know about the Lyme yet <laughs> when this was happening, but got thrown down. And then um, when it came into my body, the next thing that happened is I got three downloads that were like really strong. One, uh, the first one was uh, this image came up of, it was like a cartoon and it was like rewriting contracts. And this was really cool. So like, it was like a, a scroll and there was a, a feather and it was rewriting. It said contracts on it. And I understood right away when I saw it rewrite contracts with like the people in my life rebalance. And also like, I would be kind of, I'm on a different path than I was before. So this needed to adjust. And it showed that there was going to be a certain amount of time that this was going to go by for, and this was the first task that I had to do. And um, then it showed me a second download <laughs> and I'll go back to that in a second what ended up happening. But second download was uh, this woman doctor and she was next to me and I was training with her and she was teaching me things about medicine. And I didn't know who she was, but it was very clear. I saw who she was and what it was going to be like. And I, that was the second download. And that was the second part of what I was supposed to be doing next. And then the third download was this picture of books, like stacks of books. And um, I was writing on a typewriter and there were other people that were coming in and books were just continuing to stack. And I was like writing books. Okay. Don't know when this is going to happen, <laughs> but all these three downloads came. So here I am back in my body. I've had these three downloads come in and now I'm in my body and I'm feeling my body for the first time. It was like, I had never been in a body before. Everything had been reset. But I was aware of what words in my head, like, oh, that's my foot. But I didn't know what the foot felt like, you know, or what the sensations of being alive were. It was like everything came in really loud. All the senses were all the same volume. I didn't know how to change them. Um, and uh, I also was really, uh, I would see in pictures. So there was this thing that happened where if somebody walked into the room or I went somewhere, I would just get a download of pictures of all around them. And it couldn't, it was so much information. Um, and it, I wasn't trying, it was just coming in. I would get overwhelmed by trying to process everywhere I went. There was too much information coming in. And it made me realize, like, I think that even maybe kids have that, but like, we are, well, there's so much stuff we communicate with each other that is in pictures that we're not aware of. Um, and uh, it's there and everybody has access to it. It's just a matter of like, we learn to filter that out so that we can be here in the physical. Um, <laughs> But I got to begin to like experiencing it. And it took about three years for me to be able to turn that down so I could function in groups or go out. And even now I sometimes can get overwhelmed, but um, but it's there and it's a gift in the sense of being able to realize there's a lot more to us. We're energy, our body, we're not just these bodies, we're spirits, we're energy. Um, and uh it can be helpful to also realize that. <laughs> um uh, let's see here. Um, okay. So those were some of the things that came in when I came into my body. The other thing that happened, I think I told you guys that I was a teacher before. And I knew since I was a little girl that I was going to be a teacher, like two, three years old, I was already like studying teachers. I was going to work with kids. My parents always made fun of me about that because I was like a little kid. And it was just in me when I hit my body and went back in and they'd taken that blue, the blue piece had come off. That was completely gone. I had no connection to kids. I almost felt like I wouldn't know how to connect to them because that I also heard them say, you finished this left, like you finished, you're done with this. Like you've it's, it's, 
my lesson for it was done. That way I had mastered that for my, my soul or whatever is how I'd, I'd explain what it would, what I've seen. But instead I had this intense drive in every cell of my body that I was going to go help people heal and help, help, hopefully help them um, find their light inside and be able to get through like chronic illness or re- wake up to the fact that we can, we can heal um, ourselves like in ways if with the right, um, finding more hope and stuff, because there's a lot of people and we're going through a big shift right now. And uh, I don't know, some people believe in that or not, but I do. I think we're as a, as a whole world, as our, our community and stuff, we're, we're shifting right now into more of a frequency of love and it's a higher frequency. And my experience, what I went through from the dark to the light, it, it was to help me catalyze that shift. And then when I came back in, it's to help um, the, the awareness, like getting the awareness out that this is something that, you know, is happening and you can, you can, uh, find your light in whatever darkness you're in. I mean, there's a lot of things like COVID came out, you know, Lyme or whatever it is that you're going through. That's a challenge. And you might kind of go into a darker space. Like it can be a catalyst for compassion and for light and being able to like help all of us shift because we're all connected. So <laughs> So, and I really felt that way, like, oh, even me having just like a heal, if I'm working on healing myself, it's helping the collective. Like if I'm bringing my vibration up, frequency up, it's helping the collective. All of us get helped by that. And um, that's such a gift. And uh, one other thing I really, that I learned as I started to heal from the Lyme is what was the cause of, you know, so we found the physical cause or whatever, but um, I mean, you have to physically, you have to, you have to look at your physical body. You have to look at your emotional, uh, body, your, uh, social, like how you're doing, who, what, what environments you're in. And, Cause these affect you, they have frequencies and vibrations. Um, you have to look at your spiritual side, uh, and, and clean up everything because all these things make up our energy body and that's who we are. And if one of them's out of balance, um, your frequency somewhere in your body is off a little and you're a little, so we all have a resonance frequency or a life force frequency that we come into. Um, and we come into these bodies and, uh, they all come from source, right. Or whatever you want to call it, God, light source. And we all come from the same place in that way, but we come through, like, I always see it as like a prism, you know, and we come through as the same light, but then it goes out as a prism. We get all the different colors in the rainbow and different frequencies. And my frequency is not the same as yours, maybe. So we all need individual, like to look at our, for healing or health. Like we have to look at what we need to come back to our alignment with our heart, with our soul. And that helps the healing process greatly. So you can take some medicine, but if it's definitely, it will help generally, but it doesn't hold as much as if you really look at all sides of who you are and clean up where you're not in alignment with what is true to you at your, at your soul and uh, filter through the foreign energy is what I call it. Like that comes into your space from other people's shoulds or coulds or the society. And you're not even aware of it. And it's not a bad thing. It's just cleaning it up. (laughs) I, I have so many questions. I, first of all, thank you so much for sharing your story. I'm sure that there's more pieces and you're going to have an opportunity to share more of them. There's some stuff that came up for me, like just in this first part though, that I, I, I want to address. So number one, I love your enthusiasm and yes, the great awakening is well underway. And I love that your enthusiasm for sharing the information that you've been downloaded with about it. That's amazing. (laughs) So, um, 
Have had you ever heard about near death experiences before, or were you a spiritual person before this? Because when you were talking about being in the MRI machine and the nurse was like, I don't know what happened. That's so weird. Yeah. The way that you described it just now, you were like, well, duh, I left my body, <laughs> but I'm curious, were you able to grasp what had happened in that moment? Uh I I couldn't speak about it for about two, three weeks after like at all. Well, I couldn't speak well anyways, but even write it. Uh, I just knew what I had experienced. Like this is right now in this moment. Um, I've always been more of an open spiritual person, but not like studying it. I was off busy teaching and being, being who I am every day. Right. I, you know, like I was always open to what, I, you know, whatever people believe in, like <laughs> I believe that we're connected, but I don't. I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about it until after this happened. Like, uh, <laughs> so. okay. All right. Some more. Qu- I, I wrote down some questions. I can never read my own handwriting. I don't know why I even bother doing that. But so I'm curious about your family. Like, what is your social life like? I for uh, I know that there's some statistics that 80% of people who have near-death experiences get divorced within the first couple of years. So I'm curious, how does your husband handle what your new awareness is? Uh, that's a good question. Um, he's, he's been very supportive. Luckily. Um, uh, there was, a after the near death, I, I, so the contracts, the piece that I saw for contracts, that was key because, um, I did change. Like actually my, that blue was more of what I was as a color frequency. And now I, I when I came back, it was more of a white, like opalescence and, people are aware of this stuff. They're just not aware, right? Like you pick up on stuff. So something's changed big. The rules have changed about who you are. Um, and what I noticed was like, now I understand it looking back and I've talked to my husband about it, but there was a big extinction burst is what I'd call it. It's like, uh, I changed and people were like, but I was still alive. So there was a piece where with my husband, there was a, maybe a year and a half after this happened. He and I were talking and he had to go to work full time. I had been more of the, we, we were, he did a little less work and I was more of the main worker. So things changed. Um, but he was so good to me the whole time, but he looked off one week and I said, Adam, what's going on? You know? And he's fine with me sharing this. Um, (laughs) he said, you know, and he was honest with me. He said, you know, I keep wishing, like, I keep thinking about how it would have been so much better if you died. He just said, you know, and I said, and I was like, okay, well, thank you for sharing that. Well, let me, you know, inside I was like, you know, like, but we've worked through, we, it came up more recently actually. And I said, you know, I have a question for you about that and what happened, you know, why not just leave me? Why wish me dead? You know, like, and, and cause he loves me a lot. And he, a couple of days later, he said, I figured it out. Like I was really grieving, losing the old you. And there was no space for me to grieve that. And I was, no one understood because you're still alive. I couldn't. And that's what I meant by it. Like, I just, I love the person you are, but I was grieving. Like your old self was gone. Like there was a big change. Wow. That is radical honesty. I, yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So that was like really healing. This is more recently that we really, you know, it's been stages, but that, uh, that was really healing to hear. Cause I can, I feel for him. Like, I'm like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. And my dad and my mom, um, I mean, my mom, I got closer to right after it happened, something had switched and we were really close. Like it was a totally different relationship. That's what I got to see is how these pe- different people in my life, it switched. It was interesting. And I was really conscious of it. But, um, my dad felt, I think that he was feeling like my husband a little bit, like 
she's different, but I can't quite put my hand on it. And I kind of, kind of like got mad at me and disappeared for like six months or nine months. And, uh, it's like abandonment kind of thing, you know, but we got, we got back on track and it was great, but I could just, I see now, especially after talking now, I'm like, that explains a lot more about what was going on. Um, but it was never quite the same as before with my daddy because there's the abandonment. I mean, I betrayed him in a way, you know, it was unconscious. It's all these picture things. We don't, I wasn't following the rules that I had had before. I wasn't the same person. Wow. And then I met with a lot of my close friends and a couple of my really close friends couldn't handle it at first. And I actually said, I, I went into, after I came back and I had my nervous system was completely reset. That's what I didn't say. And the, one of the things that happened was memories from anywhere from the near death both before came in as a video clip and I was watching myself within the video. And the most amazing gift was that all the things that have ever happened to me, good or bad, where we polarize them or whatever, everything was just seen in pure love. Even like this really abusive um, stepmom thing that I had going on and stuff. It, I just had so much love for her and it was, it just went away. It was nothing else all those experiences, shame, whatever, everything. It was, I would, when I go to watch the videos, anything before the stroke and the near death, it comes in a, in a frequency of love. And it's just, um, it's such a gift to realize like we don't take a lot of that stuff that we have going on here. We're angry. When we go on, when, when you go on, all that's left is love. And it's just such a, such a gift to understand that. But I have to tell you, since then, when I come back in, my memories are from my eyes and my point of view, and I can get triggered. But it's they're not old triggers. None of my things from 30, 32 years before are they're not wired anymore. Like I'll actually feel like almost a little zap, but it's like it doesn't activate anything. So I chose to like put myself for two months after the near death in my husband's office. We I slept on the floor in one of the two rooms while he worked, and I didn't put myself around more than like one person at a time. And I was kind of working on the the contracts with each of the people that were most important in my life first, and then the outside area, and kind of cleaned that up. It took about a year and a half of working consciously on the contracts. And then it was clear. And I met, not within, within two weeks, three weeks, I met this, the woman doctor called me up and said, I want you to come train with me. And I'm like, and I hadn't met her in person. I, she, I, knew, I knew her. She worked with me on some of my health stuff, but not in a video. I'd never seen her. And when I got out to Vermont, where she was all the way across the country, and I arrived at like 11, eight or nine, 10, 11 at night, it was dark. And she comes out of her house and I look at her and I'm just like, it's her. It's exactly her. So it's like, it's like, okay, here I'm on, I'm on number two. I'm on the step two. <laughs> and now I'm doing the books. That's step three. So anyways, it's just, um, it's, a uh, and all those people that had trouble with me in the beginning are now my friends again, we're fine, but it, it was like, they, they've also had to change, accept me as how I am now. And I wanted to do it respectfully as much as I could and, and balance and have those communications. So. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so, well, okay. Some more things are coming up. Well, number one, I'm curious, what are some of the tools that you used in your integration? Now, like you were says, you're telling us that you're downloaded with a lot of information, but how did you validate that information? Was there any sort of literature that came to you or yeah, talk about that process. You mean like if it's how it was actually real, the info I was getting? Right. Okay. So, well, yeah, good question. So it started off with, I was really getting a lot of, uh, because the theme was medicine and healing and stuff. 
they were giving me a lot of downloads when I was around people about their health and I wasn't looking for it. Literally I'd be driving, we drive in the car and I'd look out the window and a guy and I'd get like a whole download about heart. Da, 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 da. Um, the way I started actually realizing this stuff was real was that <laughs> it was so strange. People would start calling doctors in town would start calling me and I don't even know. And they'd say, I have this patient. I don't know what to do with them. I didn't tell them I was doing this. But then I'd be like, oh, well, and I would just come out, like, maybe check this, blah, 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 blah. And then they would do it and it would come back positive and it would help them and then they'd heal. So, like, it started for me. I didn't, it was just more information for me. Like, this stuff is real that I'm getting, picking up on. Like, it's not just random, you know? <laughs> but I didn't, I also didn't want to continue to have that on all the time because it feels like a, like, I, I want to have boundaries with the people around me. <laughs> and then if they, if I can use something to help them, then that's fine. It's a different, you know, you're asking. And, um, but, uh, I'd also get information and pictures about someone and what was going on with them emotionally or physically, whatever it was. And, um, maybe just be talking to them and suddenly say whatever it is that I'm seeing or whatever. And they'd always be like almost crying or like, how did you know, you know, or whatever. And it, it was just showing me like some of the stuff was, act, it was coming in and it was important. Um, I might not understand it, but it was important to the person. Um, uh, the other thing uh, about it, there was one other thing when you were asking that. I was <laughs> well, I'm curious, did, have you found other people in your life that, that can validate this? Like they have this gift as well, or did you yeah. read a book that was that like, confirmed that yes, other people have these gifts too? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Pam Osley, I don't know if you, I know she's since talked to you. Um, in Santa Barbara, uh, definitely, uh, Tahara, I took a, so one of the reasons I went to her class is that it's about, um, intuition. It's like almost like kindergarten level intuition. And like, everybody has the ability to do this stuff, every single human being. And I took it like way back and I didn't understand it really. I didn't, I don't know I went in or not. This is like way before even this, I checked it out. I thought this is cool. Learned how to ground, you know, and that there's an auric field. Like she has a great class, but those are the only things I remembered from it fully. Like, I was like, okay. But I, after the near death, like two, two years in, and I still was having trouble going out to be with people. And I was like, okay, this isn't working. And I saw one of her flyers come up and I was like, I'm going to sign up and take her class again, just for the heck to see if I can be around people. At least I'll be a safe. She's very grounded. She's very like, she'll be safe for me to go try out being with people. <laughs> The first class I was in there and she's, she's telling us to do the grounding core and running us through it with the orc field. And I'm like, I don't have an orc field. Like, I'm like, I couldn't before it was very clear. And I was a blue color. I found my notes from like, I didn't even remember this, but we had to like paint our aura, what we saw or whatever that day. And I'm going, it's just white, no opalescence and white, like glitter. <laughs> There's no boundary. And, um, and so she, uh, she helped lead me through like recreating that boundary. And all of a sudden within two or three weeks, I started to be able to hold that and ground into the grounding cord. And I could go out a little more and a little more without getting bombarded by the field, by all the people's info and things that you're kind of like the filter. So, <laughs> so that's how it all kind of started. And, and uh, there are tons of books. Oh my gosh energy vibration, the vibrational medicine book is amazing. These are things I've read later, right? So vibrational medicine and, um, uh, I mean, I'm constantly looking for books, physics of God. I mean, uh, I can't think of all the names, but <laughs> I, just, I try to read them now more and more or audiobook or, you know, like that. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, some of the stuff that you're saying reminds me of Michael Newton's books. Oh. Um, Michael Newton, he's, he's a man who he's, 
published literature around pre-birth planning. And so when you're talking about that, like this blue piece of your soul came off in, in his books, he regresses people back in between lives. And it says that like once the, the souls that are like very, they're like the seniors in high school or whatever, they're blue. <laughs> And the new, like the freshmen, they're white. And like, as you go through and you turn like yellow and then you go into this blue and then you go purple. And so as you're saying it, you're like, the blue was finished. I'm thinking like, yeah, that's what literally thousands of people who have been regressed in between in between lives have said the same thing that like, those are the teachers. So yeah, I, I love that. Just like more confirmation, like, yes, you know, it's beautiful. And um yeah. So, all right. So now tell us what you're doing now with your life. Like, how are you contributing to the collective? I heard you mention that you're doing this medical intuitive stuff that you wrote a book. So I want you to share about that. Yeah. So, um, well, I went and trained with, she was a naturopathic doctor, Treya Palmer. And, uh, I decided to move. We went and saw her for a couple of days in Vermont, completely different weather than California in the middle of February. And we, my husband and I were like, we fell in love with Vermont, but I also just knew when I started with an instant, like you're on the next step, like one of those, like, fall, <laughs> you're like, okay, pay attention. We went back, we moved two months later to Vermont and I started training with her and learning a ton. And she does like bioenergetic testing and uh, intuition stuff with, with the actual ND, like supplements and all that stuff. It's very, it's what I was finding worked for me to get better. So, and, um, so I just clicked in with her right away and, uh, learned as much as I could COVID hit things got messy. So we just, we, she decided to retire, semi-retire, pretty much retire. And then, um, it was kind of like break because COVID all this stuff happened. She lives down the street from me. <laughs> and so, um, in the meantime, uh, uh, I decided to write this book about my journey. That was the next thing. And then it was like, click, there's the third download, the books. Right. Um, and I just went for it and it just came out. And when I write it, I, it would just download. I just write, like, I wasn't, when I go back and read it, I don't, I'm like, wow, who wrote this book? Like, this is interesting. <laughs> not very good book. I don't know. I remember writing a lot of it, even though it's, it's, it's my journey. But um, <laughs> so, so that just finished. It's called From Lime to Light. And uh, this book just came out. And um, uh, so, and I'm getting a good feedback. It's my whole goal is just to help, like what Trey and I were doing, which was helping people find that there is ways to heal and have hope when they were some of the worst, most challenged cases of chronic illness, Lyme. Um, and so uh, my own journey, I tell in this book, and I also give um, the things that helped me heal, like, a, like I put together a philosophy that anybody can follow. And, uh, and it can actually apply to any illness, not just Lyme. So um, it's just to help, like, you know, I found I would get unstuck when I was in my dark night of the soul stuff, when I was going through my health stuff was I go on blogs, I find something online and someone would talk about experience that they had. And it kind of like give me a little light so I could get going again. So it's like, if I can write it down, I can reach more people than doing this one-on-one -on -one thing that Trey and I were doing. And that was my whole goal was just, it's not to like make money or do anything. I just want to get the message out and however it can help people find their light and also just make this transition that we're going through easier. Right. Um, <laughs> just understand what, what's going on. So that's where that led. And then Trey and I are actually back together and working on um, the next book or two. There's actually two kind of being done um, on, uh, and the topic is about, I am not, my, um, 
I'm not my illness. Like, or am I, wait, wait, wait. who am I without my illness? So it's about, you know, like figuring out your identity. Cause it's hard once you've had a chronic illness or a big health challenge, it's hard to get out. You get used to that. And then like, when you start to make the changes, people in your life are like, go back to how you were or, or like you, it's like, wait, how can I be cured? If I'm cured, I'm not, I'm, who am I? <laughs> you know, if I'm not, I'm not lying. Like, who am I? Who am I when I'm well? Who am I? So it's, it's helping uh, people understand that and like find that um, their life for that, to be able to be free of that. Wow. That is so, so beautiful. And I think that that could be used for anything, you know, like yeah. people also identify by their trauma. Yeah. And so, yeah, once you can kind of overcome, like, who are, who am I, who am I without all of these things that define me? And I think that that's one of the really beautiful gifts about having a spiritually transformative experience, but you know, not everybody has to die to come to this awareness, which I think is what you're saying. Like you've wrote, you've written it down in a book for people to sort of digest it without having to die or yeah, have anything like that happen. Then can you share maybe like one or two of the things that you would tell somebody who's like struggling um, with, yeah, their identity and how to overcome something like that? Uh, let me think here. Uh, I think, huh, I think the main thing would be like, uh, uh, realizing the benefits you get from your illness because all of us have them like I mean or whatever it is if it's not an illness it's the challenge and realizing what the areas are that are limiting kind of like looking at those two things and then kind of going well am I are the benefits outweighing the so I'm holding on to it or what would it look like if I shift these these benefits I'm getting if I shift them or let them go or and turn them into something else what would my life look like you know what what would I be doing differently? Who would I be interacting with? Uh, how would I feel like, you know, when I wake up? Um, another piece is like uh, people around us, environments we are in have a frequency. Like when you're almost another entity, when you're with like you two people or four people, it becomes a group. It's its own entity. It has its own frequency. Like, you know, I have my own frequency on my own. And then with two of us, and it could be more powerful, but it can also not be in alignment with who you are trying to be. And so becoming more aware of that because uh, we naturally will match people we're with or, and it can shift. And if it's not in alignment with you, you can actually kind of get stuck <laughs> in a lower frequency or something that can kind of, it almost for me, it shows up as like a gray in someone's body or like a, a gray or a mucky or a, like the frequency is different than their natural frequency. And it's kind of stuck. So like, um, some of the ways you can clear that without having to look at energy, <laughs> like you can do lifestyle changes or just be more awake or aware. And like in the moment, like, okay, I'm with these friends right now. I really love all of them. I'm still going to be in their life, but how do I feel after I'm with them? Or how do I feel? Or uh, do I have more energy? Do I have less energy? What do I need to shift or change to, to like put myself into what I call a healing state? So Medicine can do that. Supplements can do that. It's little shifts energetically that can help us go into a healing state, which allows us to be in our um, aligned, like resonance, life force frequency, which will physically also makes our body, um, like the physical body ends up healing more. You get more circulation or other things because we store these things that aren't alignment emotions or hidden secrets or lies or whatever in our body places. So, um, so I don't know if that, that was all. That was great. Yeah. Do you have any opinion on uh, like food as medicine? Yeah. I, well, 
So anything you're putting in your environment, like around you, we're energy bodies. So we have a physical body and our physical body might need certain things. Uh, so when you put foods in there that aren't, uh, or can be more toxic or just aren't right for you, then um, that can shift your frequency to a lower vibration than what you're supposed to be at to be healthy for you. Each person's frequency is a little different. Mine's not yours, yours is mine. We need difference. And um, so choosing foods that are going to bring you more like energy or light, you might need more carbs. I might need more meat, you know, or whatever, or vegetables. But we know like plant-based diets and stuff have a little bit higher frequency as they are, but some people will need the meat and the proteins. So um, I, it's being conscious of what your body needs and listening to that. And I think keeping the pesticides out as much as you can and stuff. I mean, those are a frequency too. They're, they can block things, they're chemicals, they're, you know, they don't work right in our system. So with this physical body system. <laughs> so <laughs> I love your enthusiasm. Yeah. When you say it like that, it's like, oh, mountain of stuff to have to overcome. But, you know, just like one thing at a time, one small shift at a time can really make a difference in our frequency. I truly believe that. Um, this has been such an amazing conversation. Like I said before, I totally love your enthusiasm. Yeah. And I'm curious, you did mention something about sort of going through a dark night of the soul. Did it? Did you always feel so enthused about having this shift happen in your life? Uh, once the shift happened, it was, I was, other than dealing with like the diet, what extinction burst is what I call it, the physical die off of the infections my body was holding because my frequencies were not right. Were hor the symptoms are horrible physically, right? And then there was the die off of emotionally and with uh, Pat, like with my family, my friends doing all the contract work, um, and then realizing like, okay, we're all, we're both shifting, and this is an uncomfortable. This is uncomfortable sometimes, um, but but getting through that was okay. It was my dark night soul was leading into uh, the couple months when they told me I had the dementia, there's nothing you can do. And people were kind of giving up on me. It's in your head or, you know, all that stuff um, that I really got to a point and I couldn't work and I couldn't function. And like, it just didn't feel like I was going to get any help um, from like the allopathic system. And it's really important to have every type of doctor, just to say that real quick, like, oh, be open. What you need is important. Sometimes you need a prescription. Sometimes you need a supplement. Sometimes you need homeopathy. And that's something I'm studying right now. Homeopathy is amazing. It's energy, it's energy-based medicine, but it's it's Western medicine. It's a different law. It's law of similars to treat. It's a law of opposites, which is what we do in allopathic. So having a combo of everything that you can do um, can really balance that. <laughs> so um uh Oh, what else were you asking? <laughs> oh, no, that's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. And yeah, I think that um, for me, you know, like getting around other people that had similar experiences to me, like I love that you have all of this information to share and that you're willing to put yourself out there on the internet, on this podcast right now to share the information. I truly believe that we each have a little piece of the puzzle that can help us have like a beautifully synced, you know, uh, reality with each other. And um, yeah, I just kind of want to advocate at IONS, we have sharing groups online. And so if you're looking for more spiritual community, there's going to be a little pop-up at the end of this video. You can click on it and sign up for our sharing groups, you know, because like I said, we each have had these profound experiences, even if you haven't had an experience, but you want to get around spiritual people to find your tribe, you know, to find the people that you have these contracts with 
to go into the next level of your, of your experience. And, and sometimes they're in like the most unlikely places. And I'm so grateful that you've found yours and that you continue on the journey of leveling up. And um, yeah, I just want to see if there's anything else that you'd like to share to feel more complete about this interaction today. Just thank you so much. I really, it's such a pleasure that I got to share this story with people. And I just really want to get this the message out to whoever needs it and finding hope. I think the one thing I didn't say, finish saying was that um, my dark night of the soul, I got to this point where I just didn't understand what my, like, I felt like I was just taking up space and there, because I couldn't contribute, like as a teacher, I couldn't contribute as a, a mother, father, you know, like my, we had, we had a, our niece was living with us as like, kind of like our goddaughter at the time. And I just couldn't, I felt like I was a burden to every, everything. And I just kept, there was this breakdown I had where it was like, I, I just, it would be better if I was, if I was dead, you know, this couple of months before it happened and I would never be that type of person, but you can get to that point where you just don't, um, if you feel like you can't contribute or be here, like what's, what's the point? It can get real dark. So I just, uh, I, I guess that's why I want to help reach people. Like, just remember that you have purpose just by being alive. Like we all are here there's a reason for us, like a bird, a frog. It's just a frog is croaking. That's what its job is to do. They don't, they're like, oh, I'm not contributing. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> oh, like that's it. Like just being alive is enough. Like you are enough. You are meant to be here. Everybody has a purpose. We're all connected and not to like, uh, just to remember that because it can get real confusing when you're in that darkness, like, you know, um, and their moments, each moment passes. Like I had some terrible moments. I still have had some terrible moments, but once I realized they're a moment and at some point it will pass or you'll be dead, either one, but, but like it will pass. It tends to like get better a lot faster. It's like, oh, I don't remember. I had that horrible moment for like, you know, each moment is a fresh start and okay if you don't feel like shifting it right now just be in it but but you know like it's 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 a moment it will pass and um I there's love that yes that's yeah that's such an important spiritual <laughs> tool to use like remember like it you know it won't last like everything shifts everything you know I love, I love this conversation. I love your willingness. There's going to be links in the video where we can get your book and how to contact you. And I'm so grateful for your willingness to the collective. Thank you so much for being with being here with me today. I appreciate it. And we'll see you next time. Have a good one. Thanks for doing everything. Bye.